Good morning, saints of God. We are grateful to God for the opportunity to come one more time. Um, shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we thank you for your power and your might in our lives. We pray that you shall strengthen us and help us as you reveal glorious truths that are hidden in your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Today, we're talking about how to know your calling, how to know your calling. And it's quite important, We God has not brought us up to this earth to be born, become saved, fold our arms, and go back to heaven. No, that is not the purpose, that is not the plan that I believe God has designed. Because of that, God designed a ministry like this called Giftings and Callings to make people aware that they are called. And by the Spirit of God, they will be able to discern and know and learn finally as to what specifically are you called to do. Before being called to something, like even as a Christian, we are called to someone. So we are called to Christ Jesus and it's important that we know this that before being called to do we are called to be let me say the book of John chapter 15 verse 16 says you did not choose me but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit fruit that will last and so that whatever you ask in my name the father will give you people are not even aware that their calling is tied to their fruitfulness and it is also tied to your reception of answers in this realm most likely is your prayer not being answered because you are not fulfilling the fruitful aspect of what god has called you to do so so these are some of the things that we'll be discussing shortly. Um, but I want to give two defining, we can call it characteristics of each call. Firstly, everyone must recognize that this call is a holy call. We see in the book of Second Timothy chapter 1, uh, verse 9, the Bible says that who had saved us and called us with a holy calling so after salvation comes a call and that call doesn't just come it comes with holiness and separation so the first thing you must know is that the call of god over your life is a holy call and then the second thing is that according to philippians three fourteen, paul's letter Paul says, I press towards the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So this simply means that the call of God is a high call. No one has been called to a low calling. A lot of people hide behind fear, I mean, couch under things and decide not to fulfill their call. But God has called us to a high calling whatever you find your hands to whatever god will lead you to do honor that call by recognizing that it is a high call no matter what it is a lot of people 
don't go all out because of this they feel that uh maybe as of a or priesthood is is low it was a high call or maybe they feel that one profession is better than the other your profession can help you identify even your call <laughs> you know and in this age and especially in the, in the end time god is looking for doctors who will not use only physical tools but will call on heavenly tools through prayer and the word and heal the sick by declaring a word god is not looking for so someone may call it a doctor but god may see that person as a healer the world may call uh, someone who who manages money a financial manager or maybe an accountant or something but god will call that person to have the wisdom and the insight and the foresight to be able to know what is going to happen in terms of monetary value in a few years or in a few months time so that he can provide solutions god will see that person as a joseph i mean in the world may call that person uh, how do you call it a financial manager so this is who god is looking for in this time and we must be aware that one no one begins to walk in a day after being born so people will i want to know the call of god and they make the mistake of 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 just rushing into things but it is a day at a time if your baby is born today and begins to work today uh, there's a problem no one becomes a prophet in a day or uh, jesus didn't become the savior of the world in one day it took him 30 years of waiting three years of intense teaching preaching and a healing ministry and lastly even to lay down his life so it didn't just come in a day you know no one even becomes a, a doctor in a day you go through six or seven years of rigorous training you are taught you don't know anything about anatomy or pharmacology or some of the courses they take you know but day by day you learn and you graduate and even then you still keep on learning so i'll just mention um three keys that i feel i think there are four that will help uh, obviously all scriptural the first thing is you must be intentional about knowing your calling people are not intentional they they just want the the call to happen by some means but you must be intentional and the first intention is to begin to pray about it or begin to ask the lord consistently about it the bible says in acts chapter 9 we see paul saw them becoming paul uh, in his journey it says in verse 3 of chapter 9 of the book of acts and as he journeyed he came near the damascus and suddenly there shone around him about him a light from heaven verse 4 and he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him Saul, Saul, why persecuted thou me and he said who art thou lord and the lord said i am jesus whom thou persecuted it is hard for thee to kick against the pricks and he trembling and astonished said lord what will you have me to do lord what will you have me to do 
This is the posture of Paul. Paul's first supernatural experience where he met Jesus. He's thrown down and the first question he asks is, who are you? The next question is, what would you have me to do? After encountering Jesus Christ and being saved and knowing who he is, the next thing you must ask is, Lord, what would you have me to do? What would you have me to do? You must be intentional about it. So this image shows the posture of, of, of Paul that ready for action all the time. Paul's uh, ministry was skewed in the beginning, but God realigned him because he had a passion. He had the, the, the impetus to continue. You know, your passion can ignite your calling. Your passion to execute God's agenda like Paul. So ask God the Lord about it. Find a month. Find a day consistently. And begin to ask God about your purpose upon this earth. You cannot leave it to chance and happenstance. And say that things will just happen. In the sweet by and by. No. That is not the the language of, of, of a Christian. That is not the language of a wise person. So be intentional. Jesus was intentional. He said, not my will, but thy will be done. In the garden of Gethsemane, you need to understand that the will of God is mysterious and he has given us the liberty, according to Colossians 1.9 and Ephesians 1.9, to search it out and find it. So we have our part to play. Immediately, Jesus uh, um, spoke and prayed and said that not my will but thy will be done all of a sudden we see the soldiers and judas coming to arrest him we see him being sent being beaten taken to pilate's place and eventually crucified so things begin began to set into play as he began to pray that specific prayer so i admonish you one of the first things you need to do is look, pray about it. Pray about it. Don't leave it to chance. Don't leave it to chance. The second thing that uh, we can look at is your experience clarifies your calling. Your experience clarifies your calling. So let's look at uh, Matthew chapter 10, verse 5. Matthew 10 verse 5. It says in the book of Matthew 10 5. These 12 Jesus sent forth and commanded them saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles and into the city of the Samaritans. Enter ye not. But rather go to the lordship of the house of Israel. So we see clearly Jesus is sending his apostles, then disciples. What you must understand is that Jesus didn't only teach them. He sent them out. They, they had hands-on training. You need to have hands-on training. Maybe you are not aware of uh, a particular grace that the Lord has given you or a gift that God, the Lord has given you. Begin to preach. Begin join the choir. Begin to have hands-on training. And as you go into this, the Lord will lead you. You see, as you keep on executing the 
first point that I spoke about being intentional by asking God through prayers. You continue by doing this by by having hands-on training. Don't just fold your arms. Join a group. You can join the finance committee and realize that, oh, you are really concerned about kingdom finances. Then it will even inform the course that you do. Your passion is being stirred up. You have compassion for children and you want to see them uh, run through their education and and etc. You see that maybe that will be best through the fact that you are in children's ministry. But you folding your arms, not doing anything. It, 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 you are not fulfilling your call by being intentional. You want to become, you want to, be, you want to start working immediately. You are born, like I said, and that doesn't work. The third thing you need to know about the call of God and knowing your call is that hardship, rejection, refines your calling. So as as you enter. Sometimes you may not even be, God may have not even given some form of clarity. But then rejection will come in. Like Jesus Christ, the Bible says he came to his own, but his own received him not. I'm telling you, even in my, my personal life, where and the places where I've been rejected ministerially, I've realized that it was God's purpose for me to, to, to prune me and to become a better person. So I'm excited about it. The Bible says in James 1, 2 to 4, Brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations and trials, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. God is trying your faith when you are rejected. That your, that your, and, let, and let patience have her perfect work, that he may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Patience. Trials, rejection. These are characteristics of the call. Even in the uh, in the industry that I'm in, there's uh, an exam called the Chartered Financial Analyst (CFA). I mean, it's a very difficult exam. The pass rate can be 29% globally. Uh, they don't have a pass mark. The pass mark is set uh, uh, every year based on averages and uh, some metrics that they have. I know a particular person who wrote this exam seven times and knows that this is in dollar terms. The person didn't give up. The person didn't give up. Continue. There are times where you'll be rejected. There are times where you fail. You are being refined. Even Jesus went through it. So we too, by the grace of God, can go through it. Because maybe God may be dealing with an issue of pride, an unbalanced lifestyle or uh, and an unhealthy finance life. Then you spend too much, so you, you, you go through some hardships to refine you so that you will be able to be a good steward. And you are a future kingdom financier. You cannot be spending like you are spending now. The money God will entrust into your care is not for use for others, it's for the church, it's for the body of Christ, it's for paying school fees and building temples and looking after widows and orphans and god cannot have you uh, spending due to a lack of wisdom so he'll teach you wisdom by taking you through a phase all these things count because he wants you to be a good steward today i pray for you that this these three keys that you have learned you run with it and the glory of god shall settle over you 
that God will confirm his calling over your life within this season and even within this month that you begin to know like as you take baby steps to fulfilling your glorious call a high call and a holy calling in jesus name stay blessed